Loading with the F Podcast, episode 27. Hi, and welcome to What the F Podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Rebecca. This is the true crime pop culture podcast pop- or the podcast. <laughs> we cover <laughs> pop culture and true crime. Uh, first, we do some pop culture stories Current for events, Yes. And then uh, me and Rebecca share true crime story with each other. Yeah. Yep. And you get to listen in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen in on our private conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. uh still cold here in Kansas City. And everywhere, I think. It's just so cold everywhere. Well, probably not in the Bahamas. Probably not in the Bahamas, but <laughs> Mexico. I haven't been. <laughs> well, hopefully soon. Or one of these days. It'll be, it'll, it'll, well, it felt like, I think it was like 23 degrees today. And mm-hmm. at one point I was like, I always bundle up when it's like warmer. And so I had on like gloves and uh-huh. hat and I was like, this is actually kind of hot, you know, cause the day before it was like 12 degrees. 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so that little bit of um, difference well, was actually, it felt much different. It was no longer hurting People to be outside. People who are used to cold weather probably don't get it. They're like, it just all sounds cold. It is cold. It and is it's, cold. It's really bad. It and feels... it's just weird because it's still March and it's spring. Right. Should be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, everyone's anyway. dealing with it. So there we are. Yeah, whatever. So we can get to some pop culture news. Um, fortunately, start off with sad news about um, yesterday. We heard about Luke Perry <sighs> passing away from a... Stroke. Stroke. Um, I don't know if I've seen as many um, posts about a, a famous person's passing mm. as I have his. Mm. And it was all almost like they copied and pasted it. And it was like my childhood dreams have, you know, but just ended. I don't know because I felt so sad about it because uh, he was probably like my one of my first real crushes. Of course. Yeah. I mean, my first dog was named after him That's dylan hilarious <laughs> i did not know yeah that. So i have a dog dylan he's always dylan mckay i mean yeah it's like who were you for were you for dylan and brenda or dylan and kelly oh dylan and brenda you were a dylan and brenda because she oh, was the original yeah i did not like dylan and kelly at all because why i did not like i just didn't feel like their love was like okay so at the time I didn't feel like their love was as strong, but then um, I don't know when I rewatched the whole uh, series. When? <laughs> oh, this is years ago. Oh, I thought you just like recently watched no, no, it to no, catch no, up. No, again. no, like, okay, years okay. ago. And then I was just like, mm, I can kind of see how people might have been for Kelly and Dylan because you got to see them together longer than okay. Brenda, than Brenda and Dylan. Yeah, but. I think Brenda and Dylan, though, had um, – it was just – a, a genuine connection. I felt like it beginning. was just, I mean, it was passionate. Passionate. For sure. That's what I felt like. And so – and I feel like that Brenda is always, like, his true love. Yeah, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one the one that the know, one, didn't work out. The one that got fired from the show, so it didn't work out. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, no, it's sad um, just because he was young. He was 51. 51 or 52. 52. And um, 
it's from, you know, stroke. And so uh, just people like pay attention to your health yeah. and stuff and any signs and things like that. Like you said, like people with like um, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. diabetes. Um, Go to the doctor. I mean, if you yeah, have to, if you can, I know people stuff. don't have health insurance, but there are clinics um, and places that you can get I checked get, like, out. get like blood tests and stuff done or whatever and make sure you're mm-hmm. on your meds. And yeah. stuff. And then just pay attention to symptoms. Some symptoms are like um numbness, um, I think forgetfulness they're talking Abstract. about. Uh-huh. So blurred vision, mm-hmm. droopy face, mm-hmm. arms, you can't raise your arms over your head, mm-hmm. arm pain. Um and and then it's like call the cops immediately or call the police or call the ambulance or whatever it is immediately. <laughs> Call nine one one. Call nine one one. Whatever zero zero zero. Whatever nine nine nine. Whatever country you're in. Yeah, just make sure that, that you do that. And also women, because mm-hmm. it affects women more than even men. Okay. So yeah. Um so then again with that, they had also they had just announced um, I think the same day that he had his stroke that there was gonna be a nine oh two and reboot. Right. Where everyone was coming back. Um, he had not signed on for it. He just signed on to do guest appearances because he's on Riverdale. Right. And so his Riverdale schedule wasn't going to allow him to do that. So now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're still going on with it. You know? Sure. And I think everyone has signed on except for Shannon Doherty, I think, then, other than him. So um, I, I wonder how that all how they'll play that into the show. I don't know what they'll do. I bet, well, they'll probably have Dylan. They're going to probably have Dylan died, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Shannon that. killed him. I don't, I don't, I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. But yeah, but I was um, not excited about the reboot because I just think they should just leave it alone. Leave it, yeah, it was. It was. Don't ruin it. I mean, they already re- they redid the show with a new cast before. Right. <laughs> And that was shitty because I actually watched a few episodes of it and I did not like it. Mm-hmm. And they actually had Kelly and Donna on. I think oh, Kelly, I Donna, think and Brenda, it. they might have been on like yeah. the first season. And it, it wasn't good. And so I know this one, they're doing it a little bit different where they're going to be actually playing themselves. Okay. And then like they're all brought together to do, you know, a re- to do 90210 again. Yeah. So Brian Austin Green, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh my gosh, I had a crush on him. Did you? I was not. Well, I only had a crush on him because they came in town. He did a tour. <laughs> and I went to go see him. Was it him. when he was a musician? No, it was it when he was a nine or two and oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was I waited in line and then he left before I could get a signature, but he was right there. <laughs> Yeah, so I just had this fond memory of going and standing in line at the mall for that. Oh, gosh. (laughs) No, I wasn't a fan of his at all. I have no idea. No. Um, No. So, anyway, so that's going on. Um, Also, there are some pictures that came out yesterday, Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson. Right, and we've talked about him several times on the show, and Mm -hmm. he's looking more ill, like... Not healthy. He's, he's got so blue skinny. veins. He's got blue veins. His nose was like kind of red around like he was sick. Maybe but he it, just had a cold. He had veins. Well, I thought that. He but had then veins? It, we all have veins. Well, no. I mean, they were like his skin was so pale that you could see the veins in his face and it in his translucent. neck. translucent. Yeah. And he's just like, he just looked really pale, especially. Against at, her dark against skin. Kate, right. 
And then, she, and then she just looks so pretty. Right. And then and he put looks, together. Yeah, and he looks stinky. He looks like his breath is bad. Right. He just and they're looks, kissing. Did you see, like, some of the pictures where it was, like, their tongues? You could see their tongues. That's gross. It was disgusting. And then together, she's, like, I don't know. Like, she has a daughter that just turned 21. She does? Yes. I don't even know who... I got to say, I don't know who this actress is. I know her name, but I don't know what she's in. Yeah, I don't know how old she is. She's been in a ton of movies. She's like 45, I think. Oh, wow. She looks good for age. Of course she does. No, no. She looks a good period. Yes. um, She's gorgeous. Yeah. um, She doesn't look like she's – she doesn't look like she's in her 40s, though. No. But she has a daughter that's very close to his age. Apparently, she dates younger. Her ex-boyfriend is a 23-year-old comedian. Hmm. And – Actually, TMZ ran into him last night, and they asked him, do you have any, like, words for Pete Davidson, you know, since he's dating your ex? And he's like, nope, no good words. Mm-hmm. And then they go, how is your relationship? And he was just like, good luck with Kate. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. He was like, they go, do you have any advice? And uh, and then he goes, um, only thing I can say is run. Oh, yep. God. Uh-huh. I wonder what that is about. So... You know, we're talking about how probably Pete is, like, wrote or whatever, but who knows what kind of issue she has then. Well, look. You know? Well, I'm just thinking, like, you don't go too far out of your comfort zone. And if she's uh-huh. okay with going with somebody like him, then. This other guy did look better. Yeah. I'm just he saying. He didn't look gross. But I do think this relationship is PR because she has a new show coming on Amazon. Okay. And it's called The Widow. And she needs promotion for it. Nobody's been talking about her for a long time. So this he is was a good an easy way. Target. Well, heck, I mean, we're talking about him. I know, of course. Ooh, yeah. He's just been in the news. It's just not that in a good way, though. I uh, Hollywood doesn't matter. I know. Publicity mm-hmm. is publicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> like that's not mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Um, also since, like, we were last on, uh, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have gotten engaged. Mm. Good for them. Um, <laughs> Heidi Klum is pregnant. We talked about her that... What? She's yeah. pregnant? She mm-hmm. just got married? Is that why you think mm-hmm. she got married? Maybe so. Yeah. She's pregnant, though. How old is she? <sighs> you know, that's a good question. I think she's, like... How old do you think? Like late 40s? Yeah, I would say so. Uh-huh. I'm thinking late 40s. And this would have to be like like her fifth kid or something, right? She has a whole bunch. She had a lot. She accidentally got pregnant? She had a lot with C. I bet I wouldn't be. I, no, I don't she think it was. She planned it? I, wouldn't, I bet she planned it. Do you think she planned it? She likes She likes having kids and stuff. I think there's a point where it becomes. Um, mm. When you're in Hollywood and you have nannies to help you out. And stuff. No, I'm just thinking like life, you know, the lifespan is different. Yeah, but everybody, we're living longer. Yeah, true. People live a lot longer now. True. You know, it's not like where people, you know, died like in their 60s. In their 30s and 40s. and Well, no, but I mean like even like when we were younger, like grandparents dying in their 60s and stuff. Like people live like, you know, 80s, 90s and stuff. So... Okay. Well, good for her. Congratulations. <laughs> but um, with that, 
she just got um, released from being one of the judges on America's Got Talent. Released? Was she wanting to be released? I don't know. Okay. And Mel B also got released. I know. She's just having a tough time. She had that bad bad divorce and then her arm and then now this. Yeah. So they got... They replace. They got replaced by Julianne Huff and Gabrielle Union. Okay. And so um, is Gabrielle Union an actress, right? Oh yeah, Singer? I like her a lot. Oh okay. Oh, this is America's Got Talent. I'm thinking something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, she's actress. I like Gabrielle Union a lot. Um. So yeah. So. That's what's up. That is up. That is what is up. That's the current of the current mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So next we have Rex. Rex is coming over. What's up? How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Heidi Klum, 45. Okay. For, okay. Those, well. for those of those, anybody wondering, 45. I know. Okay. Well, I know lots of people that are older anymore that are having their first or second babies mm-hmm. at this age. And so mm-hmm. I want another one. I'll probably be 45 when I have another one. I know you're like talking bad about it. I'm not talking bad about it. I'm just thinking in my head, it's, you know, I don't, I have kids that, and I already feel like I don't have enough time with them. You know, I just feel like there's never enough time. So I would miss the extra time that I've had. Mm -hmm. That's it. More, those people have a lot of money. They have a lot more time. They do. Yeah, no, that's it, it true. It, they don't difference. have to work like that's that. That's true. That's true. So the literal, the actual time that they're with each other, they're together more often. Mm-hmm. I would believe that. Um, I didn't know what else. There's no theme today. We've been having a lot of theme shows. We had Valentine's Day. We had everything else. So lacking a theme, I thought I would give you guys a couple of moral dilemmas today. Okay. Let okay. What guys, are they? Let you guys mull these over. Your first moral dilemma gets to be that um, you come home. And you you find your significant other, husband, fiance, boyfriend, um, girlfriend. Well, yeah, this is just for you guys. This is just for you guys. So okay. we'll go with those three. Um, you find your significant <laughs> other um, at home. Um, they have been mortally wounded, and so has their lover that you have now discovered that they are. Oh, so, oh. so you didn't know they had a lover, but now you see that they have this woman, and they're both actually wounded. And um, you can only save one of them. Um, they're both dying. You can only save one. You're kind of in the shock of realizing this is what's happening. What do you, who do you save? I would save the one that has the least wounds. Well, no, they have. It's exactly it's, the same. Oh, it's exactly Everything the same. They, they, they have. They only have one. There's wound. only one. There's wound. one. Yeah, there's one. Oh, okay. So you have to save your lover or your lover's lover. I would probably save my lover because I felt comfortable with that person immediately. I mean, I would probably save my lover, even though because I don't know this other person, right? And could they have been the one that did it? I would. I'd be so confused. We don't know anything about who did it or anything. Unless like they're that. naked <laughs> and doing it. Well, what if they are? I would they be pissed. Would well, then be I would naked. immediately know. <laughs> I would know that it was. You just let them both die. Uh, I think I, yeah, I walk out. <laughs> save whoever's going to give you the best answers. It's like I want some answers. So maybe that would be the lover's lover. Maybe it would not be. I think when they're both dying and trying to save their lives, they're both going to like. Well, that's give true. You some no, answers. I mean, I mean, later once they're healed, I, you know, who would give you the be- most answers? So, but you mm-hmm. guys would both go with the lover. All right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I right. probably, and I probably throw it in their face for the rest of their life, though. These are. Scary. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> saved your life. <laughs> Just to kill you later. <laughs> That's why now I'm killing you. So now. now you have to deal with the pain. That's right. I'm killing the you wrath. now because I saved you. Then. <laughs> and no, that's strictly hypothetical. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, strictly hypothetical. Okay. Oh, um, the second one, and um, you're at a wedding. One of your very good friends is getting married, and but like within a Within an hour of the ceremony, you find out undeniably, you know, definitively that her husband-to-be is cheating on her. And you're at the wedding. Do you say anything to your best friend, very good friend? No. Because it could be annulled, right? Annulments are tough. Well, I guess, well, so that's actually the follow up question. First of all, do you tell? Oh, okay. Before the wedding, do you tell? There's an hour to go. Do you? I don't know, Tamara. What would you do? I don't know. That's hard because sometimes I think it depends on the friend. Um, True. It's you guys. What if it's you guys? All right. Well, then. God. I don't know. They always say in those type of things, you're not supposed to say anything and you're supposed to like talk to. The guy and like, hey, you need to, you need to tell her. And if you don't, then I will. You know, that's how they say that's supposed to be handled. But I mean, me after going through a divorce and stuff, I wouldn't want uh, my friend to have to deal with that. At least, like, you know what? I think what would be best is if you had all your inf- had the information, even though it sucks right before your wedding. Exactly. But and then at least you're making the decision instead of you being pissed at me finding out later. Oh, you knew an hour before, and I right. You would rather your, I get, the, and that's, and I mm-hmm. get that too. Which is like, I would rather be too honest, and my problem with you be my honesty, than not telling you. I couldn't yeah. do it. There's no way. I don't. You know, you wouldn't say anything. There's no way. I, I don't think I you would, think your friend really wants to know an hour before. No, they the don't. Wedding. No, they don't want to know. Not at that moment, they don't want to know. No, they don't want to know. But I also don't want someone to have to go through a divorce right. when they didn't have to. True, but I don't think you can. Ru- I just don't think you can ruin the day. I that mean, too. I mean, that's a problem. But you know what? Is it who's pro- who, 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 who? Who was cheating? <laughs> well, I'm curious. I know this has happened. So if you're listening and you know of this happening, let us know what happened. If you were with the groom in the back room. Oh my god! <laughs> because I have heard stories where there's the groom has walked in. You walk, somebody's walked in on the groom banging the bridesmaid. You know, and they're uh, you like know. You said, or somebody from the bridal party. Yeah, which is sure. yeah, too bizarre to think about. Yeah, so. that's really that's a hard one though. It really is. I think so. I mean, I just don't think I couldn't do it even as man to man. Man to man, I couldn't tell a friend of mine. I think I'd wait. I would say you that would if it wait was a, until after. I would, man. Even just, you but know, you would women, tell I, him. women. I think are you know, cl- you know, sometimes really want to tell that stuff. But I think even even man to man, I I wouldn't tell him. Well, what if it was an ongoing relationship and you know this was ongoing? Not it's different than as and not saying it's any better, but if it's a one night stand, yes, it's different. different than if True. it's so, ongoing. Do we know? We don't know. Okay, but you're right though. I think that does make. But a difference that does too. make a difference. Yeah, as what opposed I'm to just yeah, they just yeah. have some mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, his bachelor so, night. He, exactly, something like that. Sure, I would agree with that. Because that is different. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only thing I got a lot of good feedback on was when we did our dating deal breakers. A lot of people said they liked the dating oh, cool. deal breakers. I'll give you guys mm. one quick one that um, um, you've met this guy. Again, you guys meet a lot of guys that you really like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like real life. <laughs> and um, <laughs> everything's great. You guys, again, just you know, everything's great. But you discover that he has a tattoo of his ex, her face, and her name. <laughs> and he's never going to get it taken off. Where does he have it? Someplace where you see it a lot. 
you know, like prize chests, you know. Jacks. Yeah. yeah. From, <laughs> from oh. uh, Vanderpump Rules. I'm she now addicted started to watching, watching it. Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> and that's what Jax has done. Her yes. face and her name. Yes. He's right. so, oh. And so yeah, is this, can, are you just, okay, you just learn to live with this? Or no. No. Because now that I know that Jax has, Jax is a narcissist on Vanderpump Rules. Yes, you can find it on, so. if you've never seen it, you can find it on Hulu. A lot of people, lot of people watch it. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> go watch it. It's good. See, I've never seen and that. I thought of this. I did not. I, did not I will really. immediately see Jax in that situation. Uh, and he's a complete narcissist. Yes. He's disgusting. He is. He's so, gross. Um, he is, a, he's a no-go. I won't, I won't date him. You're all, it's a dual no. You guys are in harmony on that one. I mean, I don't, I mean, I think that's pretty stupid to put somebody's name on you. If he's not going to cover it up, what's yeah. the point? I mean, you're going to be dating people and stuff. Mm-mm. And then, you know, you know, you're going to be taking your shirt off or whatever in front of them. True. I think True. that's just a dumb thing to do. Would you ever get a guy's name tattooed on you, Becky? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Never. No, I don't have any tattoos. So, so that would not be one of them. I'll get Tamara's name tattooed on me at some point. And he did say that. I'm not against it being done. <laughs> but if you can't cover it up. Then there's a problem. I've had a tattoo covered up. It wasn't a name or anything. I oh, saying. no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's just yeah. time, to, it's time yeah. to go. Yeah. So you'd ever get a guy's name tattooed on you, Tamara? Now I'm supposed to say, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, mean, you, no, I can't I wait know. to see Tamara's Rex tattoo. I know. She puts a T-Rex. We, yeah, we, we talked Thank about you. making um, something, like us both getting the same tattoo or something like that. I like that. I'd get your name tattooed on my finger or something like that. Instead of wearing a ring? Absolutely. No. She's like, no, we want the jewelry. That's all we have to say about that. So good to see you guys. It's been a fun night. Nobody will have any idea how much fun it was before you guys got started tonight. But uh, maybe maybe you guys will put up a little note about it. It was kind of crazy, but no, yes. Good to see you guys. Thank you, Rex. No worries. Thank you. My story takes place in December of 2016. And in Belmar, New Jersey. And because... Last show, I didn't talk about the location. I just kind of said it and didn't even kind of place it on the map. So I'm going to start trying to do that. Oh, that's so funny. That's what I just decided to do. (laughs) We thought we might actually think about this a little bit. Um, So it's in Belmar, New Jersey, which is a small borough in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Um, This town is surrounded by water. It's got the Atlantic Ocean and it's got... Did you say New Jersey? This is like... Monmouth County. Yeah. You know where this is? Mm-hmm. Because there's um, uh, uh, urban legend from there. Really? Uh-huh. What's the urban legend? It's about, like, I'll tell you about it. It's, like, it's a, it's a long one. Well, if you listening want to know, you let you know, us people, know. Yeah, people know. You just look it up. Oh, good God. Okay. <laughs> so there's a, um, it's in Monmouth County, New Jersey, which is a, it's surrounded by water and it has a population of nearly 6,000 people. And so, because I don't know numbers like that, like, I don't even know how many people are in Kansas City, I checked that out to compare. In comparison, Kansas City has 500,000. Yes. So, it's, like, way different. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a little bit. Six, I didn't know we had 500,000 people in Kansas City. You did City. not know that. No, no, I don't know those things. Okay, anyway. So, this is in a tiny place. Uh, this story is of, this is the story of Sarah Stern. Um, she was a 19-year-old girl from Neptune City, which is just right outside um, Mount County, mm-hmm. Belmar, New Jersey. Okay. 
Um, and she was an aspiring artist and was described as an incredibly kind, joyful, and creative. Um, she had a creative heart. Her mother, Carla Stearns, passed away after a long battle with cancer just three years prior in February of 2013. I hadn't heard of this story until recently. Yeah. And it's been in the news more recently. Had you heard of it? Yeah, I had. Okay. Um, so when Sarah's mother passed away, uh, Sarah received an inheritance of between seven and $10,000. Okay. Um, and this inheritance would unknowingly be the motivation for her murder. So the story is pretty, pretty um, gruesome. It was much harder to go through. I was like, when we were, when I was going through it, I was really? like, really? it was rough. Yeah. So hopefully I can do it justice. Um, on December 3rd of 2016 at 2.45 a.m., an Uber driver called police after he passed an abandoned car later found to be Sarah's 1994 silver four-door Oldsmobile 88, which I looked that car up and it's like the typical grandma car that you see driving down the road. It's like kind of bigger model car. What year was it? 1994. It's okay. like a big body car. Okay. Um, and it was parked on Route 35, on the Route 35 bridge in Belmar. And the keys were in the ignition. So this Uber driver sees this car sitting there and he checks on it and the keys are in the ignition. And so he's concerned. Was the car on? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's concerned. Well, I don't know if it was oh, on. Okay. But the keys were in the ignition. And so he was concerned that somebody had jumped. Who's going to leave the keys right. in a car? Right. And so he calls the police. And reports this. And after the discovery, after they discovered it was Stern's car, um, authorities launched an air and sea search that included local and county agencies, the New Jersey State Police, and the Coast Guard. And the search was suspended later the same day. Oh. So, like, it didn't last all day. Right. Because it, it's right out in the ocean. Yeah. You can't, I mean, how far are you going to go? You can only go so far for true. it to keep going. Yeah, true. Um, and so people were left to think that Sarah completed suicide. Oh, wow. Um, and let's see here. Oh, and then that was, as I read my own story. And then that was, okay, sorry. <laughs> so they, they thought, oh. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Uh, anyway, so they thought that she had uh, completed suicide. And so that was until one of her best friends since elementary school, Liam, and his last name is very difficult. Okay. Liam. McAtsney. Okay. Um, so confessed to her murder in an ever undercover sting operation a month later. Uh. Um, Liam McAtsney contacted his friend Andrew Curry, who was an amateur horror filmmaker. Um, he stated he needed to talk to him immediately. And so Andrew knew something wasn't right, right. because he knew Liam. And so... Andrew had grown suspicious of Liam when he received a disturbing Snapchat video um, about a month after Sarah went missing. And because Liam had previously talked to Andrew about wanting to make a horror film where he would steal Sarah's money and kill her and throw her body in off a bridge. Ah, uh, wow. Okay. I mean, he just like blatantly I mean, said it. Yeah. So Andrew had gone to the police department with his suspicions and they immediately set up audio and video surveillance in Andrew's car which ended up capturing Liam McCatsney's confession on July 31st of 2017. Okay. So in, in this confession video, Liam McCatsney is seen put, 
patting down Andrew Curry. Like he gets in the car, he's like, I want to pat you down. Oh, he thought he had a wire yeah. and stuff. He was on making him. sure he wasn't wearing a wire. Oh. And he doesn't find anything. So he clearly isn't good at that because he was wearing a wire. Um, Liam started then telling him about how he murdered Sarah for her money and was complaining that he only got $10,000-ish. Wow. He originally thought it was going to be over $50,000. And he told another accomplice that. So how did he get the money? Sarah's mother died. Right. And so uh, she, so how did he get her money though? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. We're, we're going to go into, because he tells everything. Oh, Okay. Um, so he, anyway, he knows that Sarah's got, he knows that Sarah has this money. They're best friends. But she so, never said how much she was just like going on. She said it was lots and lots of money. And so in his head, it, lots and lots of money was about $50,000. $50, that sounds doable. Right. Yeah. She was the only it, kid. If Sarah I guess was it's like child. relative, like what you think exactly. is a lot of money. So, right. You know, exactly. So to her, a 19 year old. 10,000 is a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and it to, is a lot. to clarify, everyone in the story is about 19 years old. Uh-huh. So they're all they're all best friends. They've been friends since first grade. Like, um, and yeah, so he must have thought fifty thousand dollars was a lot of money, and that was what he thought she had. So he complains that he got he only got ten thousand dollars. He was an asshole. And that the money was terrible, in terrible condition. He's like, this money's from like the 1980s. What? <laughs> I don't pay attention to it. I don't either. But I guess it was so bad. It was like deteriorating. Like what? Did she get it? Like did she like her mom actually was just like saving it for her? Yeah, literal cash. It was sitting in a Oh, cu- I she, was thinking this is like a life yeah. insurance policy that she got from her mom. No, there was money that oh. they Sarah had come across her had well, I, you would think that would be what it was, but no, right. there was money sitting in a jar in a oh. ha- yeah, in a house yeah. Oh. So she had the the physical money, and she oh. had it in a safe. Well, I guess that she put it in. At one point, it says like they went to the bank, and then at another point, there was money in her personal safe. So I can't quite tell where if she at one point had some money in the bank and some money mm-hmm. was in her safe, but and not all of the money was damaged. It was just a good chunk of it was damaged. So he was like pissed that this money wasn't usable. Oh. He couldn't even use it. It was trash. And so he's kind of complaining about this on the video. Okay, that's how he starts it. And then he goes into details about what happened on December 2nd of 2016. He said he was hanging out with Sarah in her home around 4 p.m. when Sarah took the money out of her her safe. Because, again, it goes from bank to safe. And I'm going to go with safe because it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, He had originally talked her into taking a trip or running away to Canada. And... He led her to go get the money to go to Canada. So he le- like they were gonna they were about to do it just yes. right then. Yep. Uh. Yep. So she gets into the money, and that's how he gets into the safe. Ah. Uh. And so when she goes to leave, um, he grabs her around the neck and pulls her in the house. And like he he's behind her. her and does that. Yep. She walks up. Goes to go outside because they're about to leave. And he grabs her by the neck and he strangles her and he pulls her in wow. the house. Um, he was so he, – he had planned this so well that he um, even started the timer on his phone. He wanted to time how long it would take to, to kill her. Wow. So 
Um, He also stated that he was worried about her dog at first, but that the dog ended up just laying there watching him as he strangled Sarah. Mm. And so he thought the dog was going to attack him uh, or something like that. He said the dog was like, he he says like the saddest thing or the worst thing about this is the dog just sat there and didn't do anything. Only the dog didn't understand what was going on. That's the worst thing that happened, right? That you You killed your friend. You're a piece of shit. Anyway, so he strangled her with such force that she was lifted off the ground and like he was just like holding onto her. Wow. And she started having seizures and he sat there with her for 30 minutes while she died. Wow. Um, he said he wanted to keep track of how long things took and because he had timed everything out. He stated he had to put her body in the bathroom because he had to go to work. Oh. Uh, Liam worked a full shift and then returned to Sarah's house where he had asked their mutual friend um, and her prom date, uh, Preston Taylor, to help him move her body. And this guy just does that too? He also thought that money was coming. Wow. So they they had it planned together then. Uh, they talked about it. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So uh, does she live in a home by herself then? She had lived with her father, but her father, and they knew this, that her father was out of town. Oh, okay. And her mother had passed. Right. And she was an only so child. Nobody so was there to even. It was the perfect, perfect time. Yeah. That's terrible. So while Liam had been at work, Preston threw her body from the first floor bathroom into the bushes. And after work, Liam returned to Sarah's house where the two, Preston and Liam, dragged her body into the passenger side of her car. Buckling her in uh, where they drove to the bridge. Wow. So Liam planned everything out. He knew her father was out of town. He also knew that the neighbor had surveillance at the front of the house. Mm -hmm. Because of that, he crawled to her car so he wouldn't be seen getting into it. He also knew that uh, Sarah had a distinct way of pulling out of the driveway and so he pulled out in a similar fashion. Wow. So if her surveillance he really did have yes. that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if her surveillance video was checked, they could they could go, oh, that's how Sarah drove out. So she clearly just left for right. the day. Uh, Liam explained that at one point he had Sarah's body out of the car at the bridge. Um <laughs> let, let me say this again. Him, Liam and Preston planned, they drove separately out to the bridge. Okay. And Preston was supposed to go on the other side of the bridge coming the other direction so when and the plan was pull up leave the keys in the ignition let's look at like a suicide i'm gonna throw her and just pull her out and throw her in okay to, and then i'm gonna run across this bridge to get into the get car in the to go car home and go and so that was the plan well then um and they had walkie-talkies to kind of prearrange this so they wouldn't be tracked right. in that way and um he goes to pull her out, and then cars kept coming. So at one point, he has her body all the way out and almost over to the edge. Oh, my. Um, when a car is coming. So he goes and he push, He starts having to push her back to the car, but he says she's getting heavier. He's like, he didn't, I didn't know how much a dead body would weigh. Oh, God. So he's having a hard time getting her back over there, and he throws her back into the car where her head was at the foot of the at the, you know, where your feet go mm-hmm. and her legs were where the head goes. He just kind of tossed her in. To- yeah. He said he had, he goes, I had superhuman strength oh, and my I just goodness. threw her in there. Uh, I mean, this is uh, all on recording. And did he not think though that also like there'd be any cars driving around? Like- he thought that it, um, cause they, this was at like 2 a.m. 
at this point. Well, uh, it was a little, it was like in the middle of the night. Okay. It was dark. He was thinking slow traffic. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, I don't know. But the bridge was right over the ocean-ish area. Like it's going to mm-hmm. go right out to the ocean. And so, yeah, he uh, had plans that he would do that. Well, he throws her body back in. He realizes this isn't going to work. So he calls Preston back over to him and says, I need your help. You're going to have to help me. So one of them reached for her body, her feet. One of them reached for her head. And they threw her in the uh, rushing water. Um, yeah. So it was, it was intended to make it look like she committed wow. suicide. Uh, after the the video surveillance in the car uh, uh, implicated both Liam and Preston, uh, Preston led inves- investigators to a safe containing the cash. It was buried in a battery mortar. I don't know what that is. It was in a remote area and a second empty safe that was built buried in Shark River Park. So there was two different safes buried. Okay. So he took he had originally taken the safes and buried them. I don't know. I know. Who knows? This is just crazy. Yeah, it is. For money. Come on now. I know. What are you gonna do with all that? What are you gonna what are you even doing? So anyway, so Preston Taylor pled guilty to robbery, conspiracy to commit robbery, disturbing or desecrating human remains. Two counts of hindering apprehension and tampering with physical evidence. Um, he said that um, they started off as it started off as a plan to burglarize her house mm-hmm. or to rob her personally, and then over time the conversations progressed to killing her in order to obtain the money. Gosh. Um, he said in the witness stand, he said specifically it was decided that Liam would strangle her. Because any type of weapon would have been too messy, and it would have left a lot of evidence. So, uh, uh, he, and Preston said when he went and he found her body, mm-hmm. when Preston was going to check and move her body from the bathroom to the um, bush, is he said her body was tucked into the corner and leaning over the toilet. And uh. he had to move her body and keep watch to make every make sure everything went smooth. McGatsney mm-hmm. ended up; he was convicted of murder. Robbery, discretion of human remains, and tampering with evidence. And he faces life in prison without the possibility of parole. And they will be sentenced in May. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's so depressing. Yeah, that is. Even, they were literally best friends with her. They called each other bestie. Oh, they did. So they were best friends. They were they best friends. friends. No. And the thing about it is once her mother passed away and it was known that she had an inheritance... And that's when the ideas came. So they'd been, like, talking about it. How does he get that money? What's he going to do to get it? Um, It's so greedy and stuff. And then just. It is. How can you trust people? It's your friend. I'm sure she would have given you some. Well, see, then this is like. And why do you think you deserve it? why do you owe? But why does she even have to? (laughs) She doesn't. Why can't you be happy for your friend? She doesn't. Why do you have to be jealous? You know? I mean. Well, clearly he's gross and disturbing. Yeah. And it's just also, though, with. You know, kids, how they brag about stuff and everything, you know, and not saying like it's her fault at all because it's not. Oh, right. But right, you know right. how kids. Oh, win. I've got money. I mean, mm-hmm. it could have been even a. Qu- if you think you're talking to your best friend. True. If you think you're talking, I've told you. Well, shit. true. And be like, well, <laughs> true. And be like, well, I got a lot of money, you know? Right. Well, I'm going to kill you. I mean, how gr- that's well, a problem. Well, I think problem. if you're like, well, if you, obviously like sociopath, because that's the only Correct. way you're going to think that way. And then also you didn't care. Clearly, no, I mean, I mean you're, you're throwing around a body. No, and he told and people not, about it. He yeah. got other people involved. He 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. And now her her dad. I know. He has no wife. Mo- yeah. And her and child. Her. And I so know. he sat he in the court, like you have video of him, like standing there like She's an angel. She would never have heard of anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, she's my child. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you do this to my only living, my only child? My only you know? child. And, and this is not good. I feel sorry for that I father. Know. Yeah. Like, really, yes. you know, like what he's probably going through. Yep. He was I hope just he like, has other family members and friends and stuff to help him through it. Because he had people in court, so hopefully. Because yeah, it would be a tough time, you know, losing your immediate family. Correct. He's like, he goes, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to take a nap, you know, not. Well, almost like where you just want to, like, this is a dream. Like, this isn't true. I want to, you mm-hmm. know. But I'm sure he hasn't slept much. But court hearings, I mean, this is all recent where the, the verdict is that it's still happening, you know, until right. it's finalized. It's not finalized. I understand. And sometimes when you're sleeping, you don't feel in pain, you know. True. So I I understand that, like, what he means by that. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yeah. That's sad. Well, now we're on to another shitty story. Yeah, woo. <laughs> about another asshole. Mm. Okay, so we did talk about this case um, during our New Year's episode where we discussed, you know, we didn't really have, like, two stories we shared with each other because we just covered, like, current events and <laughs> yeah, things like that. <laughs> So, which it, which sounds like a really good name of a show, <laughs> Murderous Husbands. Um, and I'm sure there'd be a lots of lots of content. I mean, over overflowing, you know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this wasn't a husband. This was a fiance, though. But gonna be a husband soon. Is the um, Patrick Frazy case from Colorado? She said it, Colorado. <laughs> I say it right. I just say it too fast, and so her we tongue had- rolls. Yeah, and so we had, like, um, someone wrote in. Someone said, stop going, talking about Colorado. Well, we love it. And when she pulled it out and said she was doing another Colorado story, I just started laughing. Uh, so I can't wait to hear Yeah, so one. so um, apologize in advance to the listener who – Specifically. Who asked for us just to, like, not cover that whole state anymore. <laughs> You've talked about Colorado enough. Please. I'm sorry, but, you know, they keep up having, like, these screwed up things happen. What 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 are we supposed to do? We'll venture far from the middle we later. Are, we are journalists and— We are not journalists. <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> say that again. <laughs> we cover <laughs> what is important, what is happening oh my God. in the world. So this is Patrick Frazee. And uh, Kelsey Barrett. And Kelsey Barrett, uh, she's still missing. And uh, she was reported uh, missing last year, December 2nd, 2018, by her mother. So recent, recent. Yes. Not, she was not, she was not reported missing by her fiance. (laughs) That was by her mother. So Patrick said that the last time he had heard from Kelsey was on November 25th. But, oh, wow. But he didn't report her missing. Wow. Know? So Patrick claims on Thanksgiving, November 22nd, he met Kelsey in an alleyway near um, her home to get their daughter and to take the baby to Thanksgiving dinner. And he was going to go to Thanksgiving dinner without Kelsey. Is that normal, you think? No. Okay. And so Kelsey's mother had spoken with her that morning and Kelsey was talking about going to Thanksgiving dinner with Patrick and was asking her mom for recipes. Oh, no. Yeah, because she was going to make something. She was going to make bread 
And then she was going to make a type of dip. And so she asked her mom for that. And then the last time Kelsey was even seen in public, she was at uh, a grocery store. She was at Safeway with her child. And she was seen on surveillance camera. And that was it. That's the last time she was seen. No one has seen her in public since then. Okay. Thanksgiving. And so. Was he at Thanksgiving? Did he make it? He made it to Thanksgiving? He made it. Him and the baby made it to Thanksgiving. Okay. Yep. So Patrick is accused of murdering Kelsey. And they both, um, they, he wanted to have sole custody of their one-year-old child. And he allegedly said that Kelsey was a bad mother and she abused their daughter. So that was supposed to be like what they think is his, his motive. And the couple did not live together, but they shared custody. Patrick has been in custody since December 21st, 2018. He has been charged with two counts of murder, three counts of solicitation to commit murder, one count of tampering with a deceased body, and two charges of committing a crime of violence. And Patrick right now hasn't entered a plea. Okay. The really shocking part of this crime is that he planned this for at least two months with his ex-girlfriend. Wow. Crystal Jean Lee Kenny, and she's an Idaho nurse. And Patrick and Crystal dated while in college around 2006. They reconnected in 2016 or 2017, and they started screwing each other while she was still married and he was engaged to Kelsey. (sighs) And Crystal right now is cooperating with authorities, and she'll be testifying against Patrick so a lot of this information is actually coming from her and what she's told cops. Okay. So we can. It is what it is. It's spun it in, is, her, in her way. It is. It is. It, it is. And we can tell a bit of where. It's been spun. Yes. So this happened in Woodland Park, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> which is 17 miles outside of Colorado Springs. And it is near Pike National Forest, which is also in Colorado Springs. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> the population of Woodland Woodland Park is about seventy two hundred. So small town like the Yeah, same okay. One. So little yeah. Yeah. And it is described as a small bedroom community, which means it's a commuter town. So everybody just pretty much lives there. That lives there goes to a bigger town to work. Sure. Yeah. Uh so uh Kelsey was twenty nine. She was blonde. She's 5'3", 110 pounds. She was a flight instructor. Uh, she had her aviation certificate. Mm-hmm. And she worked for DOS Aviation in Pueblo, which is about 70 miles from Woodland Park. Okay. It's kind of far, you know, wow. traveling for work. Every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often. I put know? on a podcast. <laughs> I would be like <laughs> Netflixing it. Yeah, I don't know, you know, if that was a daily thing or how flight instructors were. Maybe she stayed. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And so Kelsey grew up in Washington State. Uh, she in Moses Lake in Washington. When her parents retired and moved to Sandpoint, Idaho, Kelsey moved with them. And she met Patrick online. And then there's also a report that she might have met him on a flight going to New York. Okay. Wow. But either way, um, just months after meeting him, she moves to Colorado. 
for him, mm. just months. And did she quit her job? I think so. She quit whatever Jeez. she was working. Well, this aviation company she worked for in Colorado, she got that job there because she was a flight instructor already. So I don't know if his hard or not to find those kind of jobs. Can you imagine there's so just so many instructor jobs open? <laughs> Be lucky. I, I know. So, but she found it. Maybe that's why she it, she had to travel 70 miles okay. to her job because she was living in the same city with him. So she purchased a two-bedroom townhome. She purchased it by herself. I believe so that with this her, is her career. Yeah. yeah, this is her house. Uh, Kelsey and Patrick did not live together. Hmm. Right. Uh, in October 2017, they had a baby girl, and the couple were engaged, but they hadn't set a date yet. And the relationship was described as generally good. They had their ups and downs like other relationships, but no one knew of any significant problems or abuse. But this is also what no one knows of. Sure. Yeah. So Cheryl Barrett, who is Kelsey's mom, she described Kelsey as being kind, reliable, considerate, and honest. She said that her daughter would never abandon her daughter. Uh, she loved being a mother. She just didn't understand what happened to Kelsey. Cheryl and Kelsey had a very close bond. They talked every day. Cheryl knew Kelsey's schedule. She knew something was wrong when she stopped hearing from her daughter. So the last text she received from Kelsey's phone was on Saturday, November 24th. Cheryl had butt-dialed Kelsey, mm. so she hung up quickly, and then later she got a text back from Kelsey's phone saying, I'll call you back tomorrow, but she never got a call back from okay. Kelsey. And then she didn't get a call back, so then um, about a week or so later is when she was um, she couldn't get a hold of her, and then she went to Kelsey's place with her dad. And um, after that is when they reported her missing to the mm. cops. And so uh, when I said then that the last text that she got from Kelsey's phone that said, I'll call you back, that was actually Crystal Kenny oh. who texted her that. <sighs> what is up with these yeah. people faking uh -huh. somebody else? Yep. Knock it off. Right. So Patrick, the asshole, he's 32. He has brown hair. He's 6'3", 205. Uh, considers himself a ladies' man. He has cheated on almost all his girlfriends. Mm. He is a cattle rancher. He's a cowboy. Mm. And there are lots of reports of him being cruel to horses and dogs. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, he has a quick temper, and he would beat his horses <gasps> if they didn't follow his commands. Yeah, and he did this in front of people. People uh, saw him do it. Like stop. even at competitions and rodeos and things like that, people saw him. That's not how you should treat other people no. or creatures. See, that tells you a lot about somebody sure. though, who abuses animals. Yeah. So. That's scary. Yeah. Then also, he cheated on an ex-girlfriend while she was in the hospital. Mm. So, I wonder for what. I know. I don't know. But. Um, yeah. He had to go get his while she was... Sure, of course. She couldn't be pleasing yeah, him Yeah, right. You know, he's just a known cheater. Even with um, this girl that he used to help him commit the murder, there are reports that he was seeing about two or three other people, too. So, 
But there are also people who describe him as a stand-up guy, a gentleman. I'm sure. Of course, there's always going to be those people that— Who are also abusers in some way, and they and think it's good. They're like, I've never seen him ever abuse an animal mm-hmm. or something like that. But just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Come on now. So January 2017, Kelsey and Patrick—and this is just important just to um, have this in here. So in January of 2017, Kelsey and Patrick were arguing about finances— Kelsey put her gun up to her head and said, maybe I'd be better off dead. Oh. So then after that incident, Patrick took Kelsey's gun from her and he didn't give it back to her. And Kelsey admitted herself into a hospital to receive treatment for depression. And supposedly since she was uh, out of the hospital, she hadn't had any issues with depression or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So... Now we're going to get into uh, the timeline. So March 2018, Patrick and Crystal reconnect and start a sexual relationship. They had dated while they were in college. And so they reconnected. Then Crystal claims that she did not know that Patrick was engaged or had a child. And she said he kept that from her till September of 2018. Then in September is when Patrick started talking about killing Kelsey and because she was a bad mother and he wanted sole custody of their child. Mm. He said he wanted to, quote, get rid of Kelsey. So Patrick suggested that Crystal should steal some uh, strong drugs from the hospital because she was a nurse and that she should put them in a drink to give to Kelsey. So, on September 23rd, Crystal drove from Idaho to Woodland Park with her aunt. She chickened out on drugging Kelsey's drink, but she did buy her a drink from Starbucks. She went to Kelsey's door and knocked on it. Uh, Yeah. Would you drink his... (laughs) Would you eat this little apple? I know. Snow White? (laughs) I was like, who drinks something from a stranger? I'd be like, Starbucks? (laughs) Chai latte. <laughs> that's what I she got it. her. That was her favorite drink. Such a face. And I'm like, that's my favorite drink. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. Terrible. I would be tempted with a Starbucks chai I, latte. You're correct. Not from a stranger. No. Well, no, no. Well, I won't. Not. Now I won't. Now I know. But she didn't drug it. Okay. Uh, because she chickened out. She said she couldn't. So she just used the opportunity to introduce herself as being new to the neighborhood. And she asked if Kelsey would like to have a play date with their kids together. And so she gave her her phone number to a burner phone and left it. And left it like that. But then again, who takes a drink from a stranger? Because she did take the drink. I don't know if she poured it out or not, but she I did take it. I probably would too. Oh, my new neighbor. They got me a Starbucks. <laughs> well, you like, might be like, that's know? really nice. And then pour it out. <laughs> I am going to have to take to pour it out. You can't drink. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. No. So Crystal said that Patrick was very angry that she didn't follow his orders. He told her there would be another occasion to put their murderous plan into action. So that came October 15th, 2018. Patrick had Crystal drive to Colorado again from Idaho, which is about a 10 to 11 hour drive. I was wondering. I don't yeah. know comparisons. So yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's freaking crazy. How were they having sex anyway? Her driving down there. She's going to drive. That dick better be good. (laughs) 
maybe it is um, with all the practice he's gotten, you know. Ugh. I know. Gross. But yeah, so she drove all the way down for another try at murdering Kelsey again. So at first, Crystal didn't know what to do. And Patrick said, you're smart. You can figure something out. I mean, isn't this like he's not on top that you're just an asshole that you want to kill your fiance, but that you're an asshole and you want to kill your fiance, but that you are can't even decide what it is. Yeah, you can't even tell her like how to kill somebody. October 15th, 2018, Patrick Hat Crystal drive to Colorado for another try to murder Kelsey. At first, Crystal didn't know what to do. So Patrick said, you're smart. You can figure something out. I know. So with that, it's just that he's this stupid asshole who wants his fiance murdered. But he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to commit to anything. No, he doesn't want to come up with the plan. You think of it. Right. You're a smart girl. You're a you nurse. You do it. You, you do, do it. it. You know? I, I already told you one I thing. I can't be busy with this. <laughs> just make it happen. I'm cattle ranching. I'm going to go know? fuck somebody else. You think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. Right. You do you. <laughs> I'm going to do me. But really. But really. Do that. <laughs> yeah. If you want this. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. If you want the D. Oh, gross. I know. Okay. <laughs> so he later told her to hit Kelsey in the back of the head with a metal pipe. The back of the head because it wouldn't be bloody. Yeah. We already learned from the stairs, staircase, I that mean, bloody, the back of the head the back is of bloody. The head, I mean, you're going to, I mean, the head, is the, mo- about? the head bleeds the most. Okay. So he said. It, She's it, a nurse. Exactly. I know. I know. Right. And he said it wouldn't be hard. You know, cause she, she was saying, I don't know if I can do that. He's like, it won't be hard to do it. So Crystal went to Kelsey's home. Because he gave her a metal pipe. So she goes to Kelsey's home and she got, she takes a metal pipe out of the car, but then she got scared because she heard her dog barking. So she gets back in her car and leaves. And then she told Patrick, she was just like, I'm just too scared to do it. So he gets pissed at her again. And she's literally afraid of him. So there's obviously some kind of control he has over her, uh-huh. you know, something weird. From 10 hours away. Yes, exactly. Like, I mean, he's telling her, come here to murder my fiance. And any other person would have got out of, like, she said she didn't know about this fiance. I think anybody else would just ended it when they found out. And then right. he, when she started hearing shit about, you want, murder it. Yeah, murder I'd be like, what? What? You didn't even commit it to me. No. You don't even have my name tattooed. <laughs> Nothing. Ugh. Nothing. Yeah, we don't even live in the same state, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So a week later, on October 23rd, Crystal returned. Okay. She returned back to okay. Colorado from Idaho again. Okay. This time she had a bat with her. Oh, because the pipe was different. She feels more comfortable with the bat. Yes, you know. You know, yes. you know, know she's to to, she used to do softball and stuff, you know. She really I don't know. You're making that up. <laughs> so, Stop. I shouldn't be. Okay. So she's adding. She sat in Kelsey's driveway waiting for her to get home. So she's just sitting there in her car with her bat. And then she got scared again. 
And so she left. And so Patrick was really angry this time. And he just goes, if you can't do it, I'm going to have to do it. Okay. Okay, asshole. That's, you 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 do it. That's your fiance. That is that this is between you two. Do you know how many chances she had to call the cops about this and call on this asshole and say she could have saved this girl's life? Two months. I mean, shit. She tried. Now, this is three attempts. Three attempts. So, November 3rd, Patrick called Crystal and said there was another opportunity. Oh, there's another one. But Crystal was in Reno with her family, so she just couldn't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought he said he was going to handle it. Yeah, he still was yeah. like, no, he was still I'm like, give you that chance. You know, if you really want to make it up to me. Yeah. So, the night before Kelsey is murdered... She stays up till 4 a.m. nursing Patrick, who has claimed he had an ulcer in his stomach. 4 a.m. He had her up taking care, taking care of, of him. him. And he knew he was going to murder her. He is intending yeah. to murder her. Yeah. So then we get to Thanksgiving, November 22nd. Patrick is seen entering Kelsey's home on a neighbor security camera. It's good old neighbor security cameras. Um, and so Patrick covers Kelsey's eyes with a sweater and tells her to guess the scent of a candle. And he takes a bat and he beats her to Shut death. Shut the fuck up. Nope. You're kidding. No. No, he does it in there in her home office while the baby is in the other room. Then Patrick contacts Crystal to let her know it's done. And he then takes his child to Thanksgiving dinner, telling Crystal later, you don't know how hard it was to have Thanksgiving dinner after killing her. He tells Crystal she has a mess to clean up. She better drive back to Colorado. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me she doesn't. Crystal can't make it that day, but she can make it. She can make it uh, Friday. So she leaves Friday and then gets there Saturday, I believe. And does clean the house. Oh yeah, she cleans it. You're fucking kidding no. me. No. Patrick puts Kelsey. In a black tote bag. And there's surveillance video of Patrick driving around with it in the back of his truck. In the back of his truck where yes. you can see it? Yes. Uh, everything? This is just a tote bag, though, you know? Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I there know. is something called videos uh, everywhere. Uh, he thinks he's so smart because he's carrying around her phone with him. You know? It shows you guys are traveling together, dumbass. Right. You know? This is not putting you in a good position. No. It shows your phones together, dumbass. Oh, my God. So he takes the tote to his family's barn and places on places it on top of a haystack. He does what now? He places it. So he takes the tote to his family's barn. He takes the totes the with tote. her in it. The tote, yes. And his family's barn. His family's barn. Oh, my God. And places it on a stack of hay. I'm so upset. And so he later gets it and he burns it. And Crystal arrives Saturday in a hazmat outfit to clean. Where did she get that from? 
So she brought gloves, a hairnet, two trash bags, bleach, uh, a white bodysuit, booties to cover her shoes. She brought those supplies all from home because she had been recently doing home renovations. She watched some Breaking Bad and she was like, this is what you wear. Yeah, she said the hospital had the suit. So she worked at the hospital. Okay, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And so Pactor tells her she needs to find a tooth. He goes, uh, um, some of the things you need to make sure you find a tooth. And Crystal does find that tooth, the root, the whole This is hard to hear. It's bad. It's really, really bad. This is like worse than what I thought. You know, I knew he killed her, but I did not know it was like this. So Crystal described the scene as horrific. She said there is blood everywhere. She said blood on east, south, and west walls. Uh, Going room by room uh, in the living room. And she was told, uh, Patrick told her to grab a sweater, look for a tooth in a vent, and clean up the toys because they were covered in blood. The baby's toys were covered in her mom's blood. She collected a stuffed animal that had blood on it, tin foil on top of cinnamon rolls. Mm. Some of the she, babies, was making, she was making Thanksgiving. Right. Some of the baby's toys, some cookie cutters, and she had to clean all that stuff. She put those in trash bags along with curtains, pillows, and a Bible with blood on it. And she collected all those items. She put some towels in the washing machine. She ran out trash bags and used four bags from inside the home. She also found bloody baby wipes that Patrick had used to try to, to try to clean up the place. Baby wipes. And so she said that she ended up using OxyClean and Windex. She wiped down windows, television, tabletops, underneath the chairs, the kitchen, the bathroom, the floors, and stairs. She said there were bloody footprints all over the house, uh, including also in the bedroom. Because remember, she got killed in the office, and so also in the bedroom. And the footprints were big, so they were obviously Patrick's. Yep. And said it took about three to four hours to clean up the home. And again, she said that Patrick tried to clean up everything with baby wipes. It took only three to four hours. That's what I thought too. But remember, this is an apartment, so it's not really that big. I mean, I could take three to four hours to clean up my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I know. Maybe she's though a, a she's good quick. worker. She's quick. Yeah. And she was under. Stress. She was under. Well, and also she needs to get out of there because if anybody yeah, comes time. there, yeah. who are you? What are you doing here? You know? So it was probably some of that too. Oh my God. So oh my God. I'm she, just so disturbed. So this is where she's kind of trying to spin things for herself. So she says she didn't clean up all of the blood. Oh. She left some for law enforcement to recover. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why does that make her That doesn't even good. make any sense. That Just doesn't make stop. any sense. She said she intentionally left blood splatter by the fireplace in the grout. And there, there's fireplace, that, but there's um, blood there by the fireplace. But there was also blood. They found blood all over the place. She didn't clean up every ounce of well, it. Three to four hours. That's why. You know? 
she uh, with the tooth, she threw it away. You um, could have saved that if you're trying to help law enforcement, right? You could have never done any right. of this. In, exactly. In been, if you're trying helped. to help law enforcement, why don't you just pick up the phone and call them? Right. This doesn't make any sense. And so mm. when she was done, she left uh, the trash bags out front. She got in her car and then she said that she picked up the trash later. And they spent the weekend disposing of evidence and getting rid of Kelsey's phone. She threw, she drove back home to Idaho and brought Kelsey's phone with her and threw it out there and got rid of her burner phones. Um, oh, that's right. Her phone was found in another state. Yeah. I do remember this in, mm-hmm. on that conversation and before. They both were like, still texting and stuff from her phone because her mom received a text, her job received a text from her, you know. So they were still playing that game. And one of the texts that was sent to her mom was saying, um, I trust Patrick again. He gave me back my gun. Because they're trying to make it seem like... She was suicidal. She was suicidal. She had the, you know, access to the gun or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right. Just a mess. And so anyway, um, April 8th, next month, he'll be arraigned and then he'll put in his plea or whatever. And we'll be getting more info there. I mean, there's still a lot of info that will be coming out (laughs) from this. Oh, God. I don't know if I can handle anymore. That's just Well, that's probably the, the, the worst of it. You know, it was just awful. And I mean, Kelsey, they, uh, everyone described her um, as like, she takes a while to warm up to you. But then when she does, like, she'll love you for life. And everyone just says she just like radiates love. And like, you just can't help but try to like hug her whenever you see her or squeeze her cheeks. She had like chubby cheeks. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. It's just really, it's sad. And it's just like, to think of like how awful that was. I know. She was there for a while. It was around, she was witnessing and experiencing that for a little bit. Right. And it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why you would think you can get away with something like that. And it's, it's, yeah. is it worth it to you? Is that worth it? No. You know, like it's not. No. I mean, um, yeah, all the blood, there was no way all that blood was going to be cleaned up. Um, so like when I said, when her parents came to the house a week later, they knew something happened because they went in the bathroom and they saw blood stains. And so they mm. called the cops and they were like, we know something's wrong. Something is wrong. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. That Well, that's not ending on a light note. No. Do we have anything light? But at least he was like, he's, he's in jail now and um, he's awaiting trial. No, I don't have anything light really. Wow. Well, that's our stories for the day. Yeah. Um, um, so, like always, um, what we say is, you know, subscribe. Yep. Rate us. Rate us a five star. Yeah. Like, if you're listening, take If the you're time. listening, just go ahead. Like, we'll just rate us. Because <laughs> we love we just, it. Well, yeah. We know that there's a, a lot more people that listen than what the ratings that we get. Sure. So, just go ahead and just take a few minutes to log into iTunes yeah rate us and review us because that really helps other people find us so if you yeah. like us then and you want other people to like us yep. that'll help and then just also then recommend us to your friends too if you want to email us email us at official what the f 
podcast at gmail and we're on facebook what the f podcast instagram what the f podcast we have a discussion group on facebook also which is what the f podcast discussion group so just look for us and start start conversations yeah. we want to talk to you yes so yeah that's fun that's that's a lighthearted thing <laughs> oh well okay and then today's Mardi Gras so I hope you had a good Mardi Gras oh yeah is this, it all week it's all week no is it I think that means like today oh, this is Tuesday this is like what Fat Tuesday yeah so, right is it today Tuesday okay okay wow <laughs> like, yes. okay lovely okay. but so, it yes. won't be Tuesday when you hear this no but... it should be Thursday hopefully yeah. at least <laughs> okay okay we gotta cut okay, that okay bye cut it out okay bye <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.